Welcome to Sunday Sermons from Trinity UMC in Lincoln, a podcast to help on the faith journey. Now on to this week's message from Pastor Jeff Slater. Well, I love a good layover. Now, I will admit that it has been, gosh, has it been almost three years since I've been on a flight? It's not like I fly a whole lot in my life anyway, but with the pandemic, most of us haven't traveled uh, uh, much at all. Uh, But flying usually means, at least for me, getting up really early because that's when the cheapest flights are. It means all the packing usually the night before and throwing your toothbrush in there in the middle of the night when you get up. It means rushing to the airport, worried about time, realizing that you probably should have uh, not hit the snooze button an extra time, the hustle and bustle of the airport itself, uh, getting through security, that little itch in the back of the head saying, what if they find something, the TSA agents? You know, just that little itch, even though you know it's not. And then, waiting. <laughs> and after all that hurry up, there's nothing left to do but wait. And, and we're not even to the layover yet. You know, you take the flight, you land at the uh, connecting airport in the middle, you rush once again, and even though you planned your flight with plenty of time to get to the other gate, you still rush, you know, just in case. (laughs) And then you get there, and then a longer wait. Uninterrupted, distraction-free time. This is why I love a good layover. You see, no one can bother you, at least if you're traveling alone. You don't need to feel guilty about the things you're not doing because uh, you can't do most of them from the airport anyway. You've left your normal world behind. You're not yet to where you're going and you have time. Now, I usually plan it out. I usually plan out what I'm going to read or better still uh, some time for some writing. Uh, I make sure I have all the pieces I need uh, at the top of my carry-on. I make sure uh, all my batteries are charged for that precious, precious time. But is it really waiting if you put that much advanced effort into it? You know, is there something lost in the value of waiting if we plan out every little thing we're going to do while we wait? Or is there a sense that, is there a sense that when I plan out my waiting time in an airport, I'm really just adding more to the hustle and bustle and missing the opportunity to wait well? I say this because in thinking about Mary, nine months is a long time to wait for Jesus to come into the world. You know, Mary, visited by an angel, her life completely transformed in a moment, never mind the fact that she just saw an angel and everything that that means. (laughs) But her whole life had been transformed. She shows not even the slightest hesitation. And then the angel leaves. And there are nine long months of silence. Now, yes, there's awkwardness with Joseph at first. Now, there was awkwardness with Joseph at least until his angel came to visit him a little bit later. There were questions from family, family members who didn't get angel visits. 
worries and concerns from loved ones. Yeah, all that was there. But mostly, nine months of silence. You know, my kids have stopped telling me when they're bored. <laughs> they're uh, they're uh, seven and ten, and they know my answer. Uh, those of you who are parents probably know this same moment. He said, Dad, I'm so bored. And they know that I, I'm going to get a big smile on my face, and I'm going to say, it's the same every time, so you ready for this? It's practiced. Fantastic. The best things happen when you're bored. Good for you. Okay, I lied. They haven't stopped complaining. <laughs> they also haven't stopped replying, <laughs> It's funny. I was talking to one of, I, I, don't, I don't like to bring my kids in without permission. I, I was talking to one of them this morning and telling him I was going to tell this in the service. And he goes, oh, you mean this one? <laughs> like, yep, that's the one. <laughs> But it's true though, isn't it? The best thing happens when we're bored. You know, another one for you parents and grandparents, if you've watched Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood with your kids, this, the uh, successor to Mr. Rogers, there's a song. When you wait, you can play, sing, or imagine anything. And that little song that sticks in your head, that's it's supposed to stick in your head, right? It shows that there's opportunity in waiting. That waiting is a chance for something that you don't expect. You can see, play, sing, or imagine anything. Do you know when I wrote this sermon? It was in a traffic jam. You know, isn't that a strange thing? I have a favorite coffee shop downtown uh, that I like to write my sermons in. And so I was going on 10th Street, and this is in the morning. I usually go early enough to beat the rush, but this morning I overslept a little bit. And as I was going up 10th Street, going into downtown, there were two lanes that were closed that day. And there were multiple semi-trucks in the mix. <laughs> and it was taking two to three light cycles to get through each intersection. <laughs> or, as I like to put it, uh, <laughs> right? But I was also thinking about this scripture, this scripture of Mary and Elizabeth, and it was swimming around in my head. And I started zoning out in the traffic, waiting for the light to turn green so we could move another few inches. I'm mildly frustrated, not so much frustrated at the traffic jam as frustrated at my inability to get up 15 minutes earlier, which would have made the difference. And as I sat there, unable to do anything else, ideas came. And I started to think about how nine months must have been a long time to wait for Jesus to come into the world. Let me read that scripture for you again. Mitch read it so well earlier, but you know me. I always think we need to hear it more than once before it takes root. It goes like this. Mary, this is after the angel visit, so she knows she's pregnant. And she knows that Jesus is coming and she's in that time of waiting. Mary got up, hurried to a city in the Judean highlands. She entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. We, we know from elsewhere that Elizabeth is a relative of Mary's. So she goes to spend some time with her and Elizabeth is pregnant too. 
When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, Elizabeth's did. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. With a loud voice, she blurted out, blurted, that's an odd word in the Bible, isn't it? But it, it says something of the moment. Uh, when, Mary, when Elizabeth and her baby see Mary and her baby come, the baby in Elizabeth's belly leaps for, leaps for joy. <laughs> and Elizabeth blurts out, God has blessed you above all women and he has blessed the child you carry. Why do I have this honor that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Happy is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill the promises he made to her. And then Mary responds, as Luke tells the story, with a song. Now, we actually think that the words we have here were, was one of the hymns, one of the songs of the early church. But they probably did come from Mary's thoughts originally. She says, with all my heart, I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God, my Savior. And she goes on for a while, and she ends up staying with Elizabeth for about three months. And then returns to her home. Now, do you know how I would summarize this passage? Gosh darn, we're blessed. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what happens here, right? Here Mary is in this time of waiting, knowing from the angel visit that God with skin on is growing inside of her. And so she goes and visits Elizabeth, who sees it too. And in this time of waiting... They just take a whole deep breath together, a three-month deep breath. And it's a moment of, wow, gosh darn, we're blessed. You know, the whole moment, it's inconsequential to the story. It doesn't advance the plot. We don't learn anything deep about theology here. Well, maybe we do, but that's a different story. <laughs> you know, there were no souls that were saved in this story. There were no blind men who had their eyes open. It's just two women taking a deep breath together and saying, gosh darn, we're blessed. But wait a second. Mary and Elizabeth, they were children of generations of a terrible war, brutal war, the Maccabean Wars. The national Roman government oppressed them. They were poor beyond poor. The local Jewish leaders were puppets who had their own problems too. The people around them had all of these political divisions. Now try not to identify with the story too much. The people around them had all of these political divisions. Some thought that, they were, that, that, that if they were just more holy, everything would be okay. Others wanted to kick out Rome by force with the sword to pursue justice at any cost. And not that all of that doesn't matter. But in the midst of the turmoil of the world around them, these two women took a deep breath and said, gosh darn, we're blessed. Space makes room for blessing. If you do not allow empty space in your life, in your calendar, in your daily routine, 
If you don't allow space in your mind, in your heart, then you won't have any room to accept the blessed moments that God sends your way. You might even say there won't be room in the inn. <laughs> so, have you got your Christmas shopping done yet? Have you got all the groceries you need? Are you all packed and ready to go if you're traveling? Do you have your work wrapped up to be gone for a little while? Are your kids ready? Are you ready for your kids? <laughs> what more can you add? <laughs> Deep breath. Space makes room for blessing. Wherever you are, whatever your life is like right now, take a deep breath look around space makes room for blessing gosh darn we're blessed would you pray with me oh God thank you for moments of deep breath. Thank you that even in moments when society is in turmoil, even in moments of great change, that even in moments when much needs to be done, yet there is time for a deep breath. Help us to take one, or two, or three. And help us, along with Mary and Elizabeth, to look around, to see what you have placed in our midst, and join them in saying, gosh darn, we're blessed. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this week's Sunday Sermon. For more information on growth groups or how to more fully embrace the life of faith, visit us at www.trinitylincoln.org.